you can have uh, the most high quality production campaign, massive big, you know, big budget marketing campaign. Yeah. But if then you apply and the experience is rubbish, and yeah. you're not treated well by recruiters, and yeah. your first day on onboarding is rubbish, and yeah. actually it transpires that people wanting to make a difference, you know, and collaborative actually yeah. is not the case at all. Yeah. You know, then actually that's that's an expensive mistake by the candidate. Right. Also an extremely expensive mistake by the employer. Yeah. Hey, welcome to this episode three of Content Marketing Commute. Thank you so much for pressing play on this episode. Today I'm joined by Chris Lacand Howard. I met him in London, in Enfield Town, just outside of London, and we had a fantastic discussion about all sorts of things from employer brand content to the difference between content and content marketing. Yes, there is a difference. And even to why YouTubers are some of the best content marketers around. So you're going to enjoy this conversation. We wandered the streets of Enfield Town, just north of London, and we had a great time doing it, coffee in hand. I really hope you enjoy enjoy this discussion. You'll notice throughout the conversation that we do refer to things that are happening around us. And uh, if you do want to watch the full video, you can at contentmarketingcommute.com. Just head over there and you'll find uh, the full recording of the video. There's also a, a link in the show notes, so just hit that link in the show notes and you'll be right there watching the video. Otherwise, before we get started, please, if you're enjoying this content and you're enjoying the podcast, please do subscribe. Send me an email at joe at contentmarketingcommute.com. Love to hear your feedback. And yeah, tell a friend about the show. Really want to uh, take this thing to the world. So I'd really appreciate your help in uh, spreading the word. Anyway, enjoy it. Here's the episode. We're here in Enfield Town. And today I'm joined by Chris Lacand Howard. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Fantastic. Good. And this is, this is essentially the show where I join a content marketer on their commute to work, Chris. Exactly. You work from home, though. I do, yes, yeah. I do. And we, we could just start walking. Yeah, let's do so it. So you let's work from home, and we're here in Enfield Town, mm. which probably has a little bit of a claim to fame. Can you tell oh, us yes. what it is? Yeah, it's the first ever cash point in wow. the world. Literally the first place you could get cash out from a ATM. Exactly, exactly. Seriously. Exactly. That's crazy. Yeah, it's um, a bit of a random claim, claim to fame, but... It's it very random. Uh, also known as the home to me and my family. So Yeah, that's the second claim to fame. Exactly, yeah. exactly. exactly. I, I, yeah, I work from home, have my own business for actually coming on four years, actually. Yeah. But yeah, I work from home and go into London as and when I need to. Yeah. But as during lockdown proved, you, know, you can do a lot of, lot of work remotely anyway. So, But I like to get out, stretch the legs, get a coffee. Yeah. And go into Enfield Town from time to time. Brilliant. So. Well, there you go. So this is sort of your commute yeah. to work, you know, to and from your work. So, Chris, you actually run your own podcast called the Employer Content Marketing Pod, right? Yeah, I do, actually. I've slightly adjusted it now. It's called okay. the um, Employer Content Marketing Podcast. So okay. it's really Employer Content Marketing. That's what employer it's called. Employer Content Marketing. And I, I kind of created it because 
Well, you know, the world of content marketing is is like obviously super valuable for marketing and is a real yeah. antidote to spray and pray advertising approach, yeah. trying to force feed well-crafted messages or badly crafted messages down people's throats when they're busy doing other things. So I think the world of content marketing is particularly relevant to the world of employer marketing and employer branding. Yeah. Um, because you know, choosing a choosing the first or next job in your in your life is it's pretty important. Really. Totally, man. You know, so so I thought I'd claim the phrase employer content marketing. I, I love that. And that's, I think, what's going to be so interesting about this yeah. episode is that you, you know, you do content marketing, but not necessarily for a brand or a product or whatever, but for employer brand, right? Yeah, exactly. I, exactly. I, do, I do a little bit outside of that space. I do some, I do B2B. I do also do a bit of B2C yeah. in the retail space. Cool. I, I like doing a bit of that because yeah. I think it just stretches you a bit more. You get to experiment and you can take learnings from different sectors. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I think a lot of my, my heart is, is in employer marketing. And that's where, I suppose, a decent chunk of my career has really nice. come from, really. And just in terms of your background, I saw you did like 15 years at Have Us People. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, wow. I basically... Went from, was there in various roles, and I've started out in doing things like research and candidate management in terms of applications and assessment centers and, yeah. and uh, campus marketing you know, to students. Yeah. But then moved into like integrated marketing. Nice. And then left as, as head of social media with a social media team. And then I moved on to a couple of other um, companies, I went to, as at the time, um, TI Media. Okay. Time, timing because it was was known so working for a media company was really like compelling for me yeah really interesting very cool went back into the education employer sector for a year but then i kind of just realized actually i'm making those moves because i wanted to implement content marketing myself and i thought right. actually a better way of doing that is yeah. to actually set up my own business so classic yeah. classic reasons really super cool yeah what a great journey And Chris, just getting to know the man, I saw also you're into running marathons. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Must admit it's been a bit difficult since having having kids, but right. <laughs> I'm up to uh, 15 now. 15. 15 marathons. Oh my goodness. Um, last one was Amsterdam last year. Wow. And before that was a few months before Brighton. But I hadn't done one for a while before Brighton. So uh, yeah, actually Shit. trying to find ways of kind of reinvigorating the marathon career, yeah. so to speak, has been a challenge. but. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I like doing marathons is because of the massive challenge. The massive challenge. Yeah. I always heard this thing. I do, I've done four, so not 15. Oh, nice. Lovely. Yeah, four. But uh, my brother said this to me one time. Well, he found this thing. How do you know someone's done a marathon? Because they'll tell you about it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> also, what I didn't talk about yeah. was that you've judged content marketing. Yeah, absolutely. I've been so incent the International Content Marketing Awards. Wow. By the Content Marketing Association. I've done that for two or three years. Yeah. And then also, I have judged on, so like recruitment marketing awards as well. And they have a content marketing category. Very cool. And yeah, the RAD Awards, which is like kind of the recruitment marketing, employer marketing sectors like Oscars, I suppose. Wow. So, yeah, so I enjoy judging. Well, it's it's good go. fun. Amazing. I'm just, I just feel like I'm in such amazing company, expert <laughs> company here. 
<laughs> Good man. So, okay, so here we are beside this beautiful canal in Enfield Town. Yeah. The home yeah. of the first cash point. Exactly. What a place to be. Lovely. And the topic you want to discuss today is kind of the difference between content and content marketing. Mm. And I think that's such a cool topic because a lot of companies and people, I think, know that they should be doing content and they just start out writing blog posts or something and they just mm. do content, right? But for you, there's a real difference between content and content marketing. Definitely. I think, you know, ultimately is content marketing is about creating content that actually is of actual true value to the person you're, yeah. you're wanting to give it to. I've kind of said on LinkedIn a few times and got a few kind of, you know, thumbs up and not quite amens, but yeah, absolutely right, you know, which is brands need to you know, create content for them, not you. Yeah. And I, I think I see, I see a lot of content out there, which is even content that claims to be content marketing, which is right. really more just about talking about the company and the brand itself. Right. So I think or just even like a thinly veiled, like maybe slightly about some kind of trend or something interesting, but then yeah. quickly into a bit of a sell, you know? I think so, yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, look, there's no doubt things like, you know, classic things have been white papers and, you know, kind of future of. Yeah. So I could argue I've been to a, an event where kind of future of kind of genres feeling a bit stale, perhaps. Right. It's like solving problems now yeah. rather than the future of. But um, there's definitely valuable content there, but I think... Yeah, there's a lot of content out there that is is really just more about the organisation rather than, than than the individual they're yeah. looking to to get in front of. And what makes people fall into that trap? Was it pretty straightforward? Just the fact that sales, I think, you want to sell pressure yourself. on sales, really. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, understandably, you know, businesses. Is judged by its, I suppose, by the bottom line, really. Yeah. And I think also it's an easier thing to do, not necessarily more effective, but it's easy to go, right, well, let's think about the target audience. Let's think about what we want to, what our brand stands for and what we can offer mm. our potential customers or, you know, future employees, and then just put it in front of them. And that's so close to the point of purchase or point of application that just makes sense to do it. But thing is content marketing is the answer to what if no one's interested in my brand yeah what if what if actually the people want to engage with are actually doing all these other things yeah you know and they're not and they're not ready right now yeah and they're yeah. you know they're just getting on with life and yeah it's easy it's understandable that you know brands can go well well of course they're going to be interested in us because mm. they're in it all the time themselves exactly but actually they're busy people and they don't they're not really looking looking for you for sure they're not on your website more than they're on YouTube, Instagram, yeah. new sites, list totally. all the other things that they will be on. Yeah, I've found so many times in my career when you you kind of get into a company and you meet those people who've been there for a few years mm. and they're so into their thing, they're so into the company and what they do mm. that they think people out there are also into what they do. Absolutely, you know? and absolutely. Like, the reality is yeah. no one gives a crap about you. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and that humility I think is really important yeah. actually. And kind of like understanding that they, like you said, they have their own life, they have their own challenges, and yeah. you need to understand them better and speak to that. Yeah. Now, of course, there, you know there are there are brands that have lots of authority and yeah. you know, massive fanatical followings. You know, you look at Apple, for yeah, example. Sure. You could argue that Apple have 
you know, sometimes you know their Apple, their updates to their products and aren't massive, but you know, all comes yeah. with fanfare. And because they spent time building, fantastically passionate and influential brand. Yeah. So you can kind of get away with things sometimes yeah. because you've built that trust in the first place. Sure. Yeah, because you've really understood your audience and you have those fans, yeah. Exactly. Cool, okay. So when we talk about the difference between content and content marketing, I'm interested mm. to get your thoughts on this because for me it really speaks to thinking about distribution and repurposing and things like that versus, mm. you know, a lot of people say, I'm a content creator, right? Yeah. And for me, I've never liked that term because I think creating is one part of it. But mm. as, for me, the marketing part of it is about getting it in front of the right people and, and driving an action. Yeah. That kind of thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? I think I think you're right. It's in definitely the creation point is only one part of it. And I think sometimes there's so much focus on, on the, especially with brands, the, the production of the content. Yeah. And I've seen this a lot in the, the employer marketing world where... If you look, if you probably looked at the, the the share of the spend, it would be either far more towards the media or be far more towards the, the content creation. Right. And actually, if you're going to spend time creating that quality content, yeah, you need to make sure you've got the distribution budget. Yeah. Putting it on your social to hope that organic is still as as much as it was yeah. ten years ago sure. is not not going to happen. Of course, yeah. if you're on TikTok, it's slightly different, and you're on actually YouTube, it's slightly different. But yeah. I think yeah, the distribution is really important often thought as a thing after right. the fact. But I think when it comes to content creators, I think that they're actually some of the people, some of the people out there that Ooh. understand, <laughs> <laughs> they're some of the people that understand distribution really well. They're like YouTubers, you know, they absolutely yeah. know their audience inside and out. And actually they are constantly thinking about distribution. And when you're thinking about organic distribution, it's, you're thinking about content that's actually gonna add value to make sure that people subscribe, yeah. And come back again and again and again and make sure they not only click on that thumbnail, mm. but they actually stay and watch. Yeah. You know, so that there's I think there's a lot of a lot that brands can learn from content creators. There's almost like an understanding of that kind of like retention of the audience and mm. engagement with the audience. Exactly. That a lot of brands don't get. Exactly. Super cool. Okay. So I'm keen to get more into your space, Chris, in yeah. terms of employer marketing. Yeah, talk Ooh. Oh, watch wow. out there. Yeah, yeah watch out there. We're just crossing the road. This is, it's, it's content marketing in the wild. Anything yeah, can happen, is. really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah, you've done, you know, you talked about doing some B2B and B2C as well. Mm. How do you see the employer marketing space as kind of unique or different in content? So, I think brands can, brands can be very aspirational when it comes to creating products. Obviously, there's, there's a underlying trust that a brand needs. Yeah you know, to be able to sell something, but they can create a product right. that may be game-changing, Yeah. you know, and and that can acquire new customers and the right yeah. customers, but... Through some comes, kind of innovation or tech or it, something. Ex- like, exactly. Yeah. But when it comes to selling life at a company, yeah. a career at a company, that's that's very different. You can't you can't fake that. Yeah. You know, sure. so so I think there's a, there's a harder job there because you can have uh, the most high quality production campaign, massive big budget marketing campaign. But if then you apply and the experience is rubbish and yeah. you're not treated well by recruiters and yeah. your first day on onboarding is rubbish and yeah. actually 
it transpires that people want to make a difference, you know, and collaborative actually yeah. is not the case at all. You know, then actually that's that's an expensive mistake by the candidate. Right. Also an extremely expensive mistake by the employer. Yeah. Sure. They then got to start again. Yeah. So I think it's harder to be authentic when it comes to to the employer marketing, employer branding world than it is when it comes to B2C right. really. Okay, how does it be authentic, yeah. I found in my career even, I'm obviously not a specialist in this space, but mm. I feel like as a content marketer or as a marketer more generally, you can sometimes get roped into the employer brand piece. <laughs> Even if you're working on, yeah, you know, on yeah. the product, absolutely, you're right. And so, I mean, do you have any do you have any advice for people like that that might be full time working, trying to sell a product or service, but yeah. the HR team say, "Oh, we're, we're redoing our employer brand. Can you help us with some employer brand content?" I think usually the answer is, "Well, we try and fit in in four months' time." Yeah, because there's so much more to do. But I think that's good. I mean, it's yeah, it's a good question. I think. One thing is to don't don't take over. You know, I think don't just assume, oh, it's just about people and that's it. You know, actually, right. there's a reason why there's an industry dedicated to it. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why there are people who are building, you know, building careers on it. Right. You know, it's because actually it's not just about the people. Uh-huh. <laughs> when you delve deeper, it's so much more. So I think lean on the specialists, the talent acquisition managers, yeah. your HR team, you know, those people who spend a lot of time with with candidates, right? And also, listen to employees and listen to candidates that are going through a recruitment process. I think that goes back to maybe the humility piece uh-huh. and actually going, don't assume you know it all yourself. And yeah. ultimately, all those people have a vested interest in something working well. So I say that's I suppose that's a that's a big thing is classic thing of collaboration really. But I think and also feel. You don't have to start out massively at the, at the beginning. You know, you can try a particular area, and it might be a recruitment hotspot, perhaps, and then try that out first, and then scale it into, you mm. know, further around the business. Cool. I'm keen, Chris, to get into a bit how you think about putting together a content strategy for mm. an employer brand, because I think a lot of times it seems to me maybe it comes from the employee value proposition or whatever. Yeah. But it amounts to hybrid or remote work, or we have ping pong tables or whatever. But how do you craft that? And do you kind of how do you take it? How do you take the conversation higher to focus it on the employees or the potential candidates? Do you have a process for that? Yeah, I think if there's an EVP in place, a value proposition in place, yeah, you know, then I think it's a case of going straight to that, looking at any kind of documentation research that has been collated <clears throat> yeah. off the back of that. If that doesn't exist. And I think there's always something there in terms of looking at the overarching brand of yeah. the company, and and then start talking to your people. I think, yeah. I think that there is absolutely a space for going through the processes and like spending a good amount of time on research. But I think there's people who companies don't have the budget for that kind of thing. And I'm really passionate about making sure that that employer branding, employer marketing is accessible to all organizations. Right. I'm not the only person who says that, you know, James Ellis, for example, yes. over in the US talks we about, talked about, talks him, about yeah. that, you know, so, so, but I think it's important. So I think as long as you have a, a strategy in place, some sort of minimum viable strategy in place, yeah. which is ultimately a hypothesis, isn't it? 
is yeah. that you just then go start, you know, start talking to your people, start talking to hiring managers, because ultimately you're there to solve hiring managers' problems, and just just start talking and creating content off the back of it. I mean, yeah. this is a good example. You know, you've got to start start somewhere with your podcast, haven't you? So you just you do pick up the mic and and we're just walking around get in going. Town. We are. We're and we're actually loving. we're actually going to be going near my daughter's school, so you never know. Oh, we might we might bump into her. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful morning. It is a gorgeous day, isn't it? Beautiful. You brought up James Ellis, and yes. I'd previously interviewed him. Um, one thing he said, which always stuck out to me, was whether you like it or not, your company has an employer brand. Mm. Or even if you haven't even tried to design one, right? Yeah. yeah. You have an employer brand. People are looking at your company, and they kind of get a sense of what you are, even if you haven't even tried to formulate that. Yeah. So you may as well try to structure it or frame it mm. so that you can kind of shape their thoughts around it. Yeah. Definitely. I think it's about bottling it up. Yeah. You know, ultimately, that's, it. that's why I think trying to get to your people as employees as quickly as possible and finding yeah. out not just the stories. There's a lot of talk about that and in the employer marketing world and employer branding, which is find your people's stories. And yeah. even in, in B2C and maybe less so B2B is the stories piece. But I think there's also opinion employees that know a lot about what they do mm. you know, i think the term thought leadership which is you know very prevalent content marketing what does it mean though? i don't like it really no. it's like it's it's opinion you yeah. know and thought leadership suggests it's just the top brass and the suited booted bods yeah. up at the you know top of the organization that do it but opinion is really valuable and opinion is ultimately that is what sells yeah opinion is based on your experience and is, is connected with what you do in your, in your job so the opinion piece is important and also the advice thing I think mm. become part career coach. Yeah. Even if it's career coach yourself a few years ago. Now, there's a lot of experience that people have in their careers that it can impart on somebody else. So for me, that's creeping more into valuable content that yeah. sits more comfortably in content marketing rather than stories are, this is a great place to work. You know? Yeah, sure. You know, it's, it's, that's only one part of it, really. Because I was going to ask, yeah, if we think about like, top of funnel mm. type stuff for employer brand... What sort of things do you think about there? Because it's easy to get into, obviously, just this is a great place to work because X, Y, Z, and mm. blah, 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 and I enjoy working here. But what comes before that? Well, I think my mind automatically go when you say that goes to, let's not have it top of funnel. Right. Let's actually have it as the bottom of the pyramid. Now, pyramid and marketing, so you can have negative connotations, <laughs> right. but I think Pyramids. the principle is still, is still right because having it as a pyramid... The awareness is the foundation of it. Right. You if you don't have that, you don't have anything else. Nice. You know, so, yeah. so I think on that on that basis, it's. I don't even think you look at content that that is about your organisation. Yeah. Really, because it's that thing about yeah, you need to understand your audience, and I think marketeers will look at that at various levels. Yeah. And going well, let's look at it demographically. Uh -huh. But then. Some others go, let's look at, look at it from a psychographic point of view, you know, right. needs and motivations, that kind of thing. Yeah. But then it, I think a lot of that is still angled towards, okay, so therefore how do we sell our product to them or right. our, our company to them? Yeah, exactly. Whereas actually use that to go, what kind of stuff are they interested in seeing? Yeah. What actually would they think is being valuable content? In a way, it's the answer to the question, what do we talk about mm. when passive job seekers aren't even passive job seekers. They're just mm. happy getting on with what they're doing. They're not even looking out for you. They're not on your career site. They're not looking at your job ads. What do you do? And you, you create content that is actually of, of value to mm. them. So as, as an example, 
I'm doing work at the moment with, I have done for the past two years with, not going to uni, Connor Costa and the team over there, shout out to them. Okay. With the Royal Air Force and yeah. helping them recruit apprentices. And okay. the message there for me from the strategy right at the very beginning has been, this is topic first content franchise. Nice. Starting with a podcast, but moving into video, but it's topic first. Mm -hmm. Because if we lead with the RAF all the time, some people aren't, aren't going to be interested and yeah. they want new audiences. Because they have an association already with that brand of the Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. And, and also, especially in the early career space, it's like, what anchor points do people leaving education have anyway mm. in terms of what they should be doing, yeah. what they want to do? No, you're definitely it's a bit like, lost. I don't know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Even if someone's, you know, in a position where they're very clear what they want to do, maybe it's actually that their parents do that and yeah. they they naturally gravitate towards it. Yeah. It may or may not be right for them. So yeah. I think the valuable content is extremely important from a yeah. kind of a career development perspective. Yeah. So for example, this podcast for the RAF. Yeah. What sort of topics <laughs> are you hitting on? Like, what are you talking about? What are oh, they wow. About? It's, I mean, no, all sorts. So we talking about things like what you're doing morning that's one of um my daughter's friends mums and yes. friends yeah i mean there's look oh god when it comes to when it comes to the podcast we call it find your force because there's a you know, campaign headline and also tag line that was created a few years ago and we thought well what actually would happen if it wasn't just that if it actually was a vehicle to help people yeah actually help them find your force so it's like find cool. your force find your career potential. So yeah. that in itself helps guide things very, that's good editorial kind of discipline. Yeah, nice. So then the kind of things we talk about is, instead of going, right, well, DNI is really important for us. Let's just talk about, let's talk about the employee networks. Actually, it's like, right, let's think about how faith has played a role in someone's career. Nice. And how does faith actually help you understand yourself as an individual mm. and therefore find a job that's right for you? Yeah, super cool. Yeah, and so, not necessarily someone within the area for whatever, but it's just someone. Well, actually, with this, we did have. This is a good they thing. Were. I mean, okay. to start with, we might move into something else, but I think there's there's so much in the RAF in terms yeah. of what the people there and what they have to offer. And also yeah. things like resilience. Or, cool. It's like someone walks into a boxing ring. Yeah. What happens when you get punched in the face yeah. for the first time? Everyone has a plan you know? until they get punched in the face. Exactly, exactly. So <laughs> so it is kind of far, you know, far ranging in terms yeah. of... Super cool. So if I'm someone, a kid that just finished school or whatever, and I'm thinking about my career, I could land on that. It could be interesting for me just based on the topic. And then, by the way, it's a podcast by the IRF. And then I start thinking, oh, maybe the exactly. IRF's an option for me. Exactly. And, exactly. Is. Yeah. I think there's a sense of responsibility to help, to help people in the first stage of their career. Yeah. You know, because especially with, you know, not going to uni, talking about especially around results day, it's all about going to university. Oh, yeah. It's actually it's about career choice. And actually, yeah. things like apprenticeships should be getting equal equal coverage, especially given the cost of university. Yeah. You know? so, so, yeah, it's actually, if there's that fundamental belief that actually we need to create content that's going to help people, then the rest of it comes as well. There's a place for all that, all of the direct marketing content. You know, this yeah. is what it's like to work here. And we do weave some of that in there, but right. the priority's got to be how can we be a career utility for somebody first? Yeah. And then we sell to them second. Really cool. So Chris, I'm interested to kind of explore. You talk about content for employee branding. A lot of times we can paint a picture of a place 
that might not necessarily be the reality and we don't have control over what happens when someone actually joins the company, right? Yeah. So do you get involved in content for onboarding or those processes or how do you kind of marry the employer branding and the content of that and the picture you're painting and potentially the candidate's experience once they join the company? Well, I think one of the challenges is that it's is quite siloed often. Yeah. You know, the employer branding, where does that sit? You know, it sits talent acquisition maybe. Yeah. You know, might sit in communications perhaps. It might even sit in marketing depending on the size of the team delivering it. So that makes it difficult, I think. But I think right. if from the very start you get people involved, get the right people involved, then actually it's then easy to have that consistency. Right. So it doesn't just fall off a cliff. Yeah. Once someone actually applies. So, I mean, what does that actually mean, though? I think that's like, is making sure that things like emails are sent out in the right way, you know, making sure that there's keep warm communications happening. The stuff that's sure. being created in, in your kind of front end marketing piece is actually yeah. used in your candidate comms to keep them warm. So then making sure that when they start on the first day, they've got maybe software in place yeah. that actually helps them do that. So I wouldn't necessarily deal with the whole process myself, but. Yeah. I've had a conversation with Noel Thomas, who's a founder of CA3 and an onboarding platform called Eli. Okay. A few days ago, talking about onboarding. And yep. so they know a lot about the onboarding space. And I think it's just making sure that you get people involved right from the very beginning. So then when it comes to those people joining the company, at least there is something that shows consistency. Sure. Otherwise, I, it's a bit of a tough one, really, I think. Yeah. It's Hello. about making sure that there's... Hello. <laughs> yeah, there's, they like to get involved, man. definitely. Yeah, exactly. It's school time. School time. And I feel the same in the kind of B2B space that I'm in, is that often you're not responsible for the product or kind of the user experience a lot of times, but mm. you can get a sense of whether your product is really that great. So yeah. I really agree. As a content person, you can actually be part of the wider conversation and maybe partner with these people. So in your space, maybe it's HR or TA people. Yeah. And in my space, it's like product or whatever, and try to create one story. And yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Actually, you know, I, th I think that's a really good point because I think going back to your thing about creators, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's the same thing with content marketing. I think content marketers are often seen as the people who write the blog posts. Yeah, yeah. And it comes from the, the content creation, craft of content creation. Right. But it's so much more than that. Yeah. You know? I mean, got their agencies that are dedicated to content marketing, which shows actually it's more than just yeah. creating the content. So. Totally. To be able to have that strategic overview, not only just a marketing overview, but to go, well, let's create content. I do it with one of my clients in the leadership consulting space. It's like, let's not just create content that's about marketing your business. Let's create content that actually can generate revenue for you as well. Yeah. And generate leads. Nice. You know, so yeah, I think yeah. having that kind of trying to reach into the real business of a business yeah. I think is really important so true eh? and always thinking about what's the final outcome I'm doing my part here but like what is the business need and what's the business outcome I'm trying to help drive yeah, it's not easy so it's crucial. definitely not easy it, oh, it no. can be easier in some companies it can be really difficult other other companies so yeah. and usually with the larger organizations it's more difficult to bring together but yeah. in in this space I think there's a lot more talk about employee experience. And actually, over the last two years, I've been having conversations with people where they don't necessarily 
like Max Hunter, for example, he works for Motivators at Work, and I saw him at the Empel Festival in Belgrade last year, and yeah. he, he was talking at an employer branding festival, which was Empel, yeah. saying, I'm not an employer brander. Right. But I said, no, but your employee experience, and that yeah. is actually really important. Yeah. So, so I think more of the employee experience thing is kind of rooting into employer branding, because yeah. it's being realised that it really is the, kind of the, the same thing. Right. Which goes back to the point about what James Ellis says and other people say, which is, employer brand already exists. Yeah. And my point about it's just a case of bringing it, bottling yeah. it up and, and magnifying it internally and externally. Chris, keen to finish off yeah. on a maybe slightly different tech because I think AI is all the rage in content these days, obviously. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, ChatGPT. <laughs> I can write 10 blog posts in 12 minutes now. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do you see that in your space and what's been your experience and how would you say you're using or would like to use AI? If we want the world to have more mediocre content, yeah. then yeah, you just go into ChatGPT and, and say, please write me yeah. 10 blog posts about this subject. Yeah. But you know, you get out what you get, what you put in. So I think it's not to say that it doesn't have a role to play, because it absolutely does. The language is a lot around, how can it help you write great job descriptions? And that's such a limiting conversation, I think. Right. It's more about, how can you use it from a content production perspective? You know, how can you use it to help you, you know, do editing? Right. You know, even then though, it's not quite, you know, not quite perfect. And you need a human to be able to refine things. Sure. Also from an analysis perspective, I think the thing about AI being able to crunch data more. Yeah. Okay, mate. It's, <laughs> yeah, get involved in it. It's, it's great. About, it is, is, yeah. is everyone's involved. It's brilliant. <laughs> but, you know, you only have to look at, say, Microsoft Copilot and what they're going to be doing with Excel. Yeah. You know, okay. be able to help people crunch data more. That's going to free up time uh-huh. to be able to think more about strategy and also then off the back of the strategy you're planning. Right. And then along with AI to help you actually lift some of the heavy weight on content production, yeah. I think is really important. Things like transcriptions, for example. Totally. You know, things that are like painful to do. Yeah. But simple enough that they can be automated, right? Yeah. Those, those things that just take a long time to do, you know, yeah. actually why not just use technology to help you do that? Yeah. But you still need a human to be able to, you know, craft something. Yeah. If brands want to have mediocre content out there, then yeah. just Lots get of a it. subscription, £20 a month, and just just start asking lazy questions and getting yeah. lazy results. You totally. Know? So um, you say something like a job description shouldn't be created by ChatGPT. Well, no, well I think it, it depends, because I think there's yeah. lots of bad job descriptions out there. Yeah you know, badly written job descriptions. So yeah. you could argue that if if someone used ChatGPT, then they're going to get something better. Oh, right. <laughs> but, but then what they should be doing is going into it to then refine it, yeah. use it as a starting point yeah. rather than just bash it out. But then there's always going to be people who just use it just to get high volume of content out yeah. and hope to get the results. Yeah. You know, kind of treating it more of as a numbers game than a quality game. Totally. I think we're going to see that change the game in so many ways. A lot of people are producing a lot of crap content yes. already, but this is just going to fuel that to a whole other extent. Def- definitely is. I was at the Content Marketing Association B2B conference, and I think someone was talking about this and had a picture of a massive rubbish dump, massive pile of rubbish, yeah. and saying she talked about a content pile of, of yeah. rubbish or something yeah. like that. But yeah, it's, I think it places even more important content marketing. Yeah. Because you need to have content that stands out amongst the even more volume of content that's out there. Totally. Really. And maybe it'll, you know, in some ways it'll be 
easier to stand out maybe in a sea of terrible stuff. Exactly, we'll see. exactly. Cool, Chris. Well, is there anything you we didn't get to that you wanted to just touch on well, that, briefly? I mean, in terms of like companies, you know, doing content marketing well, as I said, I think in the employer space, I think there's lots of organizations who are basically creating content about themselves. Yeah. You know, and creating lots of stories and blogs and doing nice high production videos or even more employee generated content, you yeah. know, videos, but still very much focused on themselves. Yeah. So I think there's some great examples for like IBM and Mariano Aragunde, who is in Argentina. He's actually left IBM now, but he created a candidate newsletter. It wasn't about job vacancies. Okay. It was for tech people who wanted to learn about tech. Cool. You know, and hone their skills in. And I think when it comes to like content marketing generally, I think some of the best content marketers out there are actually YouTubers. Yeah. You've got Ali Abdul. Uh-huh. Right, so he was a, at Cambridge, trained to be a doctor. Yeah. He was, had a YouTube channel focused on helping people be more productive and, and do what he did, which is get into Cambridge right. to be a doctor. Yeah. He was doing his YouTube channel while he was a doctor in the NHS. Uh-huh. And then last year he went full-time YouTuber. Wow. And he's now got four million subscribers. Yeah. He's released a book about productivity. Yeah. And he's making up five million dollars or pounds a year. Wow. Yeah. I, can't, I can't remember the exact, because I think it was a US video I saw about it, but, and he's selling courses. Yeah. So he's done his book. Yeah. He's even creating a content studio yeah. to help people who can't just do the courses, yeah. you know, and, and need help to deliver the whole lot. And yeah. So there's him, I think, Mr. Beast, he's, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's he's like, off, he was offered, I think, $1 billion. It's well known, it's been offered, offered $1 billion last year. Yeah. He's like, no it's thanks, like it's gonna enough. be more like 20 yeah. to 30 billion, thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> he's, he's built it on. Yeah. content that people find entertaining. Totally. I guess I, the difference is that it's such a content-led model, right? It's like the content is the thing, yeah. and then they've built this revenue machine behind it. Yeah. Whereas in B2B and, well, in companies a lot of times, you have a product, you have an offering, and you're trying to bulk content onto that, right? Exactly. Ex- so they're kind exactly. of thinking about exactly. it from a whole different... Exactly. It's like content first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you think about, like, in the UK, Joe Wicks... Joe Wicks and uh, the body coach, he launched his business pretty much off his social media. Yeah. He got into a situation where he's, he's go right, okay, I've got a course I want to sell, but I'm going to create loads of content, along with, along with like customer review content as well. Right. But I'm going to create content that's going to help people get fitter. And then he's like, during lockdown, he ends up being like the nation's PE teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and like, he's got a massive, massive business. And he's content marketing through and through, 100%. Yeah. You know, same with like Gary, Gary Vee. I wouldn't be oh, certainly yeah. wouldn't be the first content marketer to talk about Gary Vaynerchuk. But yeah. you know, he was on it right from the very beginning. Totally, he gets yeah. it. Jab, 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 right hook is a book which is spot on. You know, yeah. so all you got to do is just get someone to follow you around with a camera all day, and yeah. you just drop <laughs> just truth bombs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Should <laughs> we just, just chop that up and just... should we just like film each other for the whole day, <laughs> yeah. just walking around in? Yeah, I'll just follow you around all day, Chris. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So good. Well, Chris, this has been an awesome conversation. Oh, thank, thank you. It's been th- good. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, we'll see you next time on Commute with a Content Marketer. Cool. Cheers.